I'm super, super, super excited to tell you about my sponsor, Southwest Trading Company. Southwest Trading Company is a native-owned business located at 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. If you've never been to Southwest Trading Company, you need to go check them out. Right now, if you can, or after this podcast, or during the podcast, but either way, go check that store out. They have a lot of great items from different artists from all around, like jewelry, blankets, art, clothing, cedar boxes, indigenous home decor, car accessories, totes, and so much more. You could spend hours in this store. I'm not kidding. I went to the first time, and I think I spent like maybe a couple hours maybe just looking around at everything they have. I mean, it's so unique. If you haven't yet, Southwest Trading Company also has a Facebook page. So if you have not yet, go like it and follow their page to keep up with all new items and events they have going on at the store. Once again, I'm super excited that we get to build together. The location for Southwest Trading Company is 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Go check it out, everybody. Thank you. Welcome back to Okie Podcast. On this episode, I have stand-up comedian Dakota Six Killer. Hey, everybody. <laughs> He's here. He made it. Dohiju. Finally. Finally yeah. on the show. Yeah. I don't, I'm a very uh, outgoing but ingoing person. <laughs> 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 if it wasn't for a stand-up, I probably would be inside, but... <laughs> I should, I need to get better at connections. <laughs> <laughs> people people have asked me like, why aren't you doing this? Like, well, like I don't know. Like, I'm not asking. Like, <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna bother somebody if I'm like, hey man, you want to hang out? <laughs> yeah, it's hard to like. Yeah, it's hard like if you're not used to, I guess being kind of outgoing. That's how I was too. I was, I was just kind of like afraid to ask people to. I guess come on, yeah. You know, because it wasn't I wasn't used to, and then I don't know some of these people, yeah. So it was always hard to say, "Hey, you want to come over or you want to yeah. do a podcast?" And uh, we never met before. And then especially the person you're like, "You're coming to my home." <laughs> yeah, I know that's always like a crazy thing because like I m- I remember like when I first started, it was like before we before I was I'd get all set up or whatever, and then I'd sit there and get have everything set up, and then I'd sit there and go. I wonder how the other person feels who I've never met and they're coming over to my house. They have no idea who I am. They don't know like anything I'm about. All I know is like we're on Facebook together. Yeah. And that's it. And they're taking a chance. (laughs) Tells you. (laughs) Hey, hey, it's not Craigslist, so you're fine. (laughs) If it was Craigslist, they'd be like, all right, I'm not doing this. Yeah, right. trying to fuck me. (laughs) 
<laughs> Imagine start out, start to start on the Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you don't. <laughs> I mean, if you're not making weird comments, you're like, hey, man, you got good skin. You should come on the podcast. <laughs> it's in my home. It's in the shed. In the back. Come on. Man, don't tell nobody you're coming here. <laughs> Forget your phone. Yeah. <laughs> you can trust me. <laughs> I got phones you could use here. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. That's how we get them back. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed you've never had really a white guest on the show. Well, <laughs> just say I'm doing my part. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but uh, I've been totally understandable. Um, because well, I mean, we go, we kind of go way back. Yeah, when we worked at a uh, River Spirit, that's where I first met you. Yeah, but you know, we couldn't really talk because. I was security and you were uh kiosk baby. Yeah, kiosk, kiosk team. Counting money, counting millions of dollars I could never take home. <laughs> <laughs> uh I saw it pretty like like we could talk, but it was always like during like while you're out there and it's like It was mainly like if I was on uh what was what was it called? Kiosk pool or something yeah, like that? Yeah. yeah. That was yes. mainly it, but then I don't want to bug everybody because you guys were fucking Pulling the fucking cases yeah. out and putting them back in. Then you had yeah. to call fucking surveillance and shit. And then oh yeah, we were definitely on a on a time <laughs> schedule. <laughs> you guys are carrying hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> you better fucking tell us where you're at. <laughs> like, all right, man. Can't have a car. Sometimes it was funny. Sometimes we would just like hang out at a machine and act like it was broke. <laughs> just like, oh no, this machine's fucked up. <laughs> Security, we're gonna. <laughs> or, 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 uh, I can't remember their number. They were like, was it 11 or something like that? It was like, yeah, 11 and 11 through like 30 something. No, 11. We're on Chaos 27. I'm just gonna show here. Oh, surveillance? Yeah. There were 25. 25? Oh, yeah. Okay. 25. Yeah. 25. We're stuck at 27. Like, okay. <laughs> that motherfucker's just watching. <laughs> cool. You made my job easier. <laughs> I kind of want to do uh, surveillance, but just thinking about it, just sitting up there all day. and mm-hmm. The motherfucker's addicted to coffee and caffeine like a motherfucker. Yeah. You know how, you know how bad their eyes are? For real, <laughs> their dude. Their eyes got to be terrible. Constantly just looking at screens. I only see him ever like, leave the, that. I only ever saw him leave that little area like twice. So It was always the same old lady. She'd come out, she'd get more coffee, and she'd go back in. I'd be like, damn. Fuck. Can't imagine that. Yeah, but you sleep good though. She just fucking pass out. Just get rid of your TV. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we you play video games, man. You play games long enough, you fucking your eyes are just like, all right, we gotta go. I don't know, sleep. it's its own drug, so mm-hmm. you just fucking pass out and feel better. Well, you know, I just got an Oculus, and yeah. it's my eyes are trying to adjust to it. Oh, I bet that's fucking rough <laughs> because it's so close to your face. Uh-huh. It's like right here. So if you put your phone right here, like your eyes are trying to focus on whatever's in front of it, and my eyes are all fucked up anyways. Yeah. So uh, first I got real dizzy, but I guess you just I don't know. There's tips of like put put a fan in front of you, yeah, and to just kind of not take it so fast. I almost re- I'm thinking about returning it, but I don't know. I don't know how. We'll see. 
See, I couldn't do an Oculus. I will, I will watch porn. <laughs> I will do those VR 360s. And I'll be like, let's see how good this really is. <laughs> you try to watch it on your phone without it. It's just a two, it's a two split screen. And you're like, let me get the Oculus. I want to be in this position. <laughs> I'd be scared of that nut. I bust that nut and I'd just be like, oh God, I'm never going back to regular porn. <laughs> Then my addiction truly starts. This is where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never have sex again. <laughs> I mean, that's what's dangerous, man. Like, uh, what is it? You see them uh, sex robots are becoming a thing? Yeah. Have you seen that? Like, yeah. The future is both promising and scary. Yeah. Because if I don't got to deal with women. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the funniest thing I thought of was like, imagine that. Imagine you have this sex robot. <laughs> and you get like it collects your voicemail. <laughs> Ooh. Please leave a message after you come. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're done fucking. All right, play my voicemails. <laughs> Smoking a cigarette. Hey Siri, play some music. Playing Can't Pimp tell me says. nothing about Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's right, bitch. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I read something about sex robots and how they're some giant amount of money mm-hmm. to even get one. But then yeah. you have that, and then you have the I guess the what's the silicone sex bot? Yeah, not sex bots, but sex dolls or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, the heavy as fuck. With the fleshlights and stuff like that, and all yeah. that stuff. Like, that's all cool, but why don't we just legalize prostitution? Like, that's just, this is all just edge, edging prostitution, in my opinion. It's like isn't, it, just, isn't that legal in Vegas? It's legal in certain counties in Nevada, yes. Oh, really? Yes. Hmm. Uh, I don't want to speak on Vegas because I went to Vegas recently. I remember that. Oh, man. <laughs> I have never been. First off, I do. You can just drink and walk around, which mm-hmm. was dangerous. <laughs> but then I missed a I missed a show I was supposed to do, and fucking I decided to drink all my problems away, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I got fucked up, and it was amazing. But I don't know. The whole place is expensive. Like, it's so expensive. Like, yeah, I'm s- I'm going back, and when I go back, I'm gonna do it right by not spending. 600 bucks in one night <laughs> Fuck. Yeah I dropped too much money on that motherfucker Like, But hey I didn't remember I, lo- I, I didn't remember I missed the show <laughs> I woke up the next day I was like so how was the show They're like you didn't do it I was like oh fuck Well now I feel guilty again <laughs> Damn <laughs> Is that the only reason you went out there For that show uh, we had, or just me, hang out. Me and the people I went with, we had planned it before, and mm-hmm. then I got the uh, good fortune of getting a show like a week or two before we headed out there, mm-hmm. and so it was just like an extra incentive. And I think that's kind of part of part part of it probably fueled why I was okay with missing it. So, mm-hmm. but I still should have done it because you know you get your opportunities, you gotta use them. Yeah. But I was very uh, I was called uh, one of the people. Uh, one of my friends that went with, uh, she was like, you're very uh, self-sabotaging. <laughs> I'm like, stop criticizing me. <laughs> you're supposed to be my friend. You need to shut up. <laughs> my friends know my flaws. They just don't say anything, all right? 
So you're pretty self-destructive. Yes. <laughs> 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 There's nothing wrong. Even <laughs> 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 funny, she was like, "Why, why, why are you so? Why are you this way?" And I was like, "I'm not gonna answer these questions." <laughs> How dare you make me think about myself? <laughs> I have to self-reflect. Fuck off. <laughs> Can I just destroy myself, please? Yeah, right. Can mm-hmm. I just do it in peace, please? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I don't criticize you. I always hate that. <laughs> that's what I love. That's why. That's what I was just. Uh, I've always noticed that like women are so much better at that, like making you self reflect. Like your friends, mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. my friends have made me do it a couple of times throughout the years. But like it's always like out of nowhere moments, and mm-hmm. I think they always hit harder. But like women do it constantly. Women will fucking try to make you change. What you need, you need some. Emotionally, they'll tap into you if you're close enough with them. But at the same time, it's like, why can't you just be like my boys? (laughs) 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 Very rarely do me and my friends when we hang out. They're like, so haven't thought about killing yourself recently, have you? Like, no. (laughs) We get drunk and we we may get emotional, but we all forget about it the next day. We're like, we let it out when Mm -hmm. we got drunk, or we just never talked about it, and that's part of it. Mm -hmm. Just hanging out. I just keep fucking, cause I I went to Vegas with two girls, uh, two two friends of mine, and I grew up surrounded by girls, so it just felt like being a kid again. Mm-hmm. These women were restricting my. Like they were they were saying I was self destructive. I said yeah, but y'all didn't let me do what I wanted to do. Like, <laughs> imagine if you weren't here, I could just be even more. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I was drunk at like eleven o'clock in the morning. Uh. <laughs> And they were like, let's take a nap. I'm like, oh, fuck you. I want to drink. <laughs> <laughs> How about we just drink more and forget a nap? <laughs> and guess what we did? We all took a goddamn nap. <laughs> so I realized, uh, what was it? I asked. I was so drunk, I started like calling my cousins and my aunt and stuff like that. And mm. I remember asking, I was like, what do I do? My uncle was just like, you can't fight it. <laughs> My uncle has like four daughters, uh, and she's married to my aunt. And it's just like, give up. <laughs> I was like, damn, he's right. <laughs> I gave in. I took that nap. It was actually very needed. It helped. Very me needed nap. Yeah. yeah. If I didn't take that nap, I might have done other drugs. <laughs> Alcohol would have been the only thing in my system. <laughs> but they say like I didn't meet any hookers in Vegas. Mm-hmm. I'm upset at that. Everyone I've known that's ever went, they're like, uh, yeah, a hooker handed me a card. And I was like, hell yeah. Okay. Whoa. That's a thing. And I went there. I walked up and down that strip. Didn't get nothing. I saw more kids than I saw hookers. And I was upset. Hmm. It's like, what are you? What are these kids doing in your casinos? In you Vegas? Yeah. yeah. That's weird. Yeah. I was like, back home. <laughs> <It's> a bunch <laughs> of kids. <laughs> There's little kids everywhere. I was like, what? People take their families to the strip? What kind of... Huh. Why are they trying to change their image? <laughs> <laughs> It's a new Disney world. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> there's there's one that has like a whole like roller coaster shit, which I mean that was kind of cool, but I was like, mm. is that a mall or is that a um is casino? A casino? Is that a casino? Yeah, it's like outside the front of the casino, stuff mm. like that. I don't know. And they're supposed to like give you drinks and stuff like that if you gamble. Didn't mm. get that. Of course, I was spending too much money to get that, but still very upsetting. 
that place. I'm going back. <laughs> I'm going how long, back. <laughs> how long were you there? We were there for... Fuck, we got there. We were only there for like 32 hours. Oh, really? Probably tops, yeah. Uh, me and a friend of mine drove uh, her car there, which took... It's, a, it's an 18-hour drive, but it took us like two days. <laughs> God damn. We stopped a lot of places. Uh, <laughs> got to see the Grand Canyon. That was freaking nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad I've gotten to see that before. Die. <laughs> I don't know when, but it was worth it. It was worth it. So, done a lot of driving. I'll say that. You ever driven east or west coast? Uh, Santa Fe, and then mainly like from Santa Fe, we drove to Phoenix, and then I've I've rode with friends to California from Santa Fe. And then from Santa Fe to like Montana, mm-hmm. is it Montana? Yeah, Montana. And so, Jesus, that's but a mainly like from here though, it's just been Santa Fe, and then Alabama, and then that's it. That's it. I yeah, see. from here. So you never really been to the East Coast? No, I never been to New York or Chicago or. I want to go back to New York so bad. That's where it's at. I like to. I like to go to Comic Con in New York, Comic-Con. if I could, and then San Diego. But the way things are now, no, nah, it doesn't. Fucking expensive. Nah. <laughs> it's it's always expensive. This Fuck. is always gonna cost money. I'm trying to switch up jobs right now so I can make money online instead of fucking going clocking in and shit. Where do you work at now? Uh, I work. I bartend at Residence Inn. Oh, downtown. do you? Yeah. Mm. I've been bartending for like the last five years. For real? Yeah. Literally, uh, right after I left uh, River Spirit. Oh, for yeah, real? Yeah, my next job was bartending. And I was like, all right, cool. River Spirit was stressful. Like, yeah. everybody just seemed like they were so, like, they hated it there, but. They paid the bills. <laughs> yeah, I paid the bills, but then, like, you know, whenever everybody's on the floor, everybody would want to hang out and talk. Yeah. Yeah. But then get mad whenever we'd have to work. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just hang out with my fucking friends. I know, like, <laughs> if there was, like, just a time where we could all just chill out, like, close the doors, everybody hang out. Yeah. It was fucking, <laughs> I mean, that's why we partied so hard sometimes, man. Just fucking, I remember towards the end uh, of my, my stint there, like, we started, everyone started partying more, and I was like, hell yeah, we got down, like, fucking, I was like, oh, every, is everyone here an alcoholic? Like, <laughs> Everyone bought their own bottle and drank it. Like, that's... God damn. And you're driving home? <laughs> that was second shift, huh? Yeah. I remember second shift would go hard. We had to. It's <sighs> fuck. Fucking, you work that 4 to 11 shift, you're like, fuck this place. Yeah. How dare they take away my son? <laughs> <laughs> I could be outside doing nothing. Or inside doing nothing. <laughs> and I was... Oh, man. I remember. I remember that fucking... Like I got to, I was just hitting open mics, and then when I had to do shows, actually the reason I uh, quit that job was because it like got in the way of a contest we were doing, like a, a comedy competition. Mm-hmm. Turns out it was terrible. It was <laughs> I probably shouldn't have walked out, but I walked. I walked. I told him I was like I need to leave today so I can make it to the show, mm-hmm. and I told him for like two weeks, and I never. And by the time the day came, it was a slow day. It was like a fucking third Wednesday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Like it's a slow ass day. We didn't have anything to do. We don't, sometimes you only needed like one or two people to actually do the work we needed, and 
this woman was like, nah, you're not going anywhere. And I remember just like thinking, I'm done with this job. And I left. And she's like, where are you? I was like, I'm leaving. Like I told you I would. And she's like, you know, I got to, you know, I got to notify everyone we're going to fire you. I said, well, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not going to let you say you fired me because I fucking quit. <laughs> yeah. I just walked out this bitch. Like, you don't, you don't act like you fired me. Get the fuck out of here. Wow. What am I missing on? I'm paying for my own meals here. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so is that when you started doing comedy? When I, you worked at River Spur? Or is it before that, too? I was doing it before, but uh, it, I was still, like, I was doing... Because I started, because I worked at the Hard Rock when I started doing comedy. And then I quit quit the job at the Hard Rock and then went to the River Spirit because me and my cousin moved in together. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had just gotten divorced and wanted to move uh, to Tulsa. And just good timing, really. Bad for her, good for me. Actually, you know what? Divorces are always good. So it was good timing for both of us. Mm-hmm. And so we lived together and um, I started working there. And, that's, and I was still doing comedy, but I just... You know, working that four to eleven shift, you can only do so much. Yeah. So I was really only hitting like two days a week, and getting better, but not good enough, in my opinion. So, and I was still able to do some shows, but they would like, they'd make me work. Uh, I was like the intermediate person, so like I'd work four to eleven. Then sometimes I'd be like, you know what, you're gonna work eleven to seven in the morning. I'm like, oh fuck off. Fuck. <laughs> so, yeah. It was dumb. When did you work at River Spirit? When did we, like... That was... I was 21 for sure. Maybe about five years ago now. Was it five years ago? Yeah, it'd be like 2017, 2018, so... Oh, wow. It would have been... Because I went... When I was 23, I went to Los Angeles. So, yeah, it would have been 22. So, it would have been five years ago. It would have been that era. So, I was there for like a year, year and a half, somewhere in that time. Damn. Yeah, they still owe me like two hundred and sixty bucks. Do they? Yeah, you know that like final check or what is it, the the four hundred one k thing? Oh, I yeah. never got my money for it. <laughs> I worked there a whole year. I was like, where's my? Every time I try to cash it, they wouldn't let me cash. Like I had to go to the Bank of Oklahoma mm-hmm. and I get it set up, and they're like, all right, we're waiting for them to respond. And the motherfuckers never fucking paid me. What? So Muskogee Creek Nation Corporation. I'm not gonna say the nation because it's always a cool. That's how those casinos are. Is like there's the tribe and then there's the tribe's corporation. Like, mm-hmm. Fuck the corporation. <laughs> I like the creeks, but I do not like who runs their casinos. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really don't like casinos. If I'm being honest, I hate all. I hate all because I hate that. That's how tribes make some tribes make their money. I Mine included. It's like come on now. Yeah, I was there for like fucking three years. Fifteen. Yeah, I was there for like three years. And I finally left because. Wouldn't hire me for for it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> where the money was. <laughs> I know, right? So I had to Everybody go. was trying to get that job. So I had to go to Osage to be a floor rep, and everybody was like, "Why are you leaving? Just keep trying." I was like, "Man, keep trying. <laughs> like, huh. like I'm not gonna get it." No, and so they're, they're gonna keep giving it to someone that's been there for like eight years, or, which I mean is good if you if you're there long enough. But it's yeah. still like, really, really, yeah. Give me one shot to make some good money. He used to pray. You work there long enough, you start realizing like the re- reoccurring customers. That's my. That's like when you work, you're just like, oh, so we're really just getting money off of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
It's not the I mean, obviously they had the big events, the New Year's and stuff like that. But it was always like, how much of your retirement money are you spending for here? real? Please leave. They need to shut down. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even that they need to be like. I don't think anything should be like twenty four hours. Like mm-hmm. even sometimes, even when I'm at Quick Trip <laughs> late at night, I'm still like, I shouldn't be getting a taquito right now. Like <laughs> this is a detriment to my health. But it's open, and it's saying, come on in if you want to. This is a temptation. (laughs) Like, uh, what is it? The year after I left was when they had that flood, that big flood that fucking knocked it out for like eight months or so or whatever. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yes. I remember seeing that. I was like, good. Bro. Take the hotel. I was like, <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not there because I I was I would have been in security still. Yeah, security still to be there. Yeah, still had to work it. Yeah, and I was like, every all like the power shut off and it's hot as fuck, and you got the water up to your fucking knees, and yeah. it's like, fuck, man, like I'm so glad I'm not there. But mm-hmm. shout out to all my security homies that had to work that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope. They give you a better discount on food. <laughs> <laughs> they made us pay for this. Like, shit. Shitty ass food. I was so upset. <laughs> hey, what the fuck is it? That's where it's like, I was because I had work at the Hard Rock too. I was like, they made you pay at the Hard Rock, but it was like cheap. Really? Cheap for some good food. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, the Hard Rock's so much better than this. <laughs> Did they have a hot bar or whatever it's called? Like a oh, uh, lunch line or some shit? Yeah, they had a lunch line and stuff like that, but like you could order like sandwiches and stuff. Like, it cook, was like more sophisticated. Cooked to order? I would say. Uh yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they had people that special lot like they have like the the lunch of the day or whatever. Yeah. And then on the, over here on the side is where they'd make your sandwiches or like cuz you got to choose on like a touchpad on what you wanted. Mm-hmm. And shit was like 3 4 bucks. Fucking there were sometimes I'd eat at River Spirit and I'd be like, "Why am I spending 8 bucks?" I just got paid ten dollars <laughs> an hour. I spent literally an hour worth of my time on food here, <laughs> and I had to clock out to eat. Like, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> this place sucks. <laughs> but I was not going back to the Hard Rock. I tell you that I was not going to do it. <laughs> uh. Hard Rock's crazy. Like, yeah. I remember I tried to be security there. I applied, but I didn't get it, luckily, because mm-hmm. they're always, like, fucking fighting and riots going on or whatever the fuck's going on with their security. It's you, you, have you seen, like, it's the, the portions of their drinks they serve. Like, mm-hmm. their bars, they serve fucking, basically, aquariums of alcohol, and <laughs> yeah. you just get to drink it. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, why are people fighting? Because they just drink. <laughs> A forty dollar drink that was a tub. <laughs> yeah, they got that giant bowl at that one bar. Yeah, and it, it says like it's made for four people to drink, but I've seen one person drink you, it. Yeah, say so if you <laughs> if you really believe in yourself, you only need you, <laughs> and that's how you fight. That's how you like get started. Like I'm gonna punch some motherfucker. <laughs> Back when they had Toby Keith's fucking, I love this bar, and you're like, you go eat your. Shitty fucking chicken fried steak. <laughs> you know, the bubble guts. And you'd be like, I'm drunk. I'm going to fight somebody here and shit my pants. Play a song. <laughs> fuck somebody up. Man. I do like the, I don't know. 
They got a whole. They've changed that whole thing so many times. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, when I moved back here and we first went out there, because I remember, well, I remember River Spirit was like the you know the HR building they just tore down. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. the actual casino. Yeah. When I was growing up, and then Hard Rock. I remember they gave me the history and orientation. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that history too. Yeah. Yeah, they gave us all that history, but but when I moved back, like that little area was the HR building, and I was like, man, I remember this was the casino, mm-hmm. and then and then Hard Rock. I can't remember like what was out there before that giant building. It was had. a bingo hall. Was it just a bingo hall? Yeah, yeah. It started off as like a small bingo, bing, like where the. Uh, they had, used to have a tobacco shop. That's kind of where it all mm. began. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And then it just got fucking boom over time, you know, especially around the early 2000s. It mm. just fucking hit off. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Went mm. out to Vegas. I was like, these these are white people casinos. <laughs> I'd be like, they're the same. The casinos <laughs> are the same no matter where you go. There's no change in them. You're losing money. <laughs> For real. <laughs> yeah. Is that how you lost 600 I did not gamble. I'm not a really you big gambler. You didn't gamble? Gambler. No. I've never really been cared for it, honestly. I mean, I'll do like, if I gamble, it's like cards and stuff like that. Something mm-hmm. you can, you have more control of, but I don't like it. I uh, used to work for a place called Rocket Gaming, and we used to transport gaming machines and like pro- program them to start up. Mm-hmm. And so, once you learn enough about it, you're just like, uh. And then my mom's worked in the casino like for 20-something years now. Damn. So, uh. That to me was just like, uh, fuck this place. Like I get it, helps me with my my health care when I need it every now and then, or <laughs> pays for certain things. But fuck that, <laughs> <laughs> still not enough in my opinion. <laughs> no, it's not. No, no, hardly any of that money is ever really seen by the people of that tribe. <laughs> well, where's my per cap check? That's what I want. <laughs> Man, a per cap would be nice. It would be the best. Like. I think that's what people. Cause I hear some race. I'd hear some because like when I worked at Hard Rock, I was on the golf course, so I just cut grass all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. And I loved golf, so I played golf after work every day. And then when I got to the River Spirit, you know, you got to walk around. We got to walk around during downtime and just act like we were busy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but fucking, I'd hear some like racist shit from some of the people that be in the casino. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of the funniest things was a. Uh, this woman like was complaining about cigarette prices. She's like, they need to tell these goddamn Indians to lower these prices. I looked at her. I said, you know, the prices are made by the state. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is <laughs> they have no control over what the price is. Literally, this is a nine dollar box. You, it's the same at Quick Trip. Like, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? <laughs> I had one like fucking dude go off on me in a racist like. This is a fucking spaz out. Yeah. It was like my first week there. I think it was like a, it was my third night there, I think. And I was following somebody around and there was like a uh, noise disturb or a, there was a disturbance at the uh, table games. Mm-hmm. And so me and this guy went over there and I didn't know, I didn't, I've never done security like in a casino setting. Like I did yeah. security before that, but. It was just driving around, checking places or whatever, and and so we went over there, and there's there's this dude, and he was hitting the table or whatever, and he was being disruptive, and and then him and his 
two friends were standing with him. Uh, they were just like his friends are watching him, and he was like being all like disruptive or whatever. And and then uh, the guy I was with, he was all right. We're gonna uh, tell him to calm down and <laughs> or whatever. And I was like, uh, okay. And so he went up there and he was like, uh, sir, you know, uh, causing disturbance. Um, we've been called here to tell you to, you know, shut the keep fuck it, up. Keep, <laughs> keep it down or whatever. And you had to be calm about it. But it's like, yeah, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. I wish, but he was like, if we're going to cut you off, if you know, we don't, if you don't listen or something, I don't know yeah. whatever he said. And that guy was like, that guy looked at him and he said, fuck you. <laughs> and then he looked right at me. I didn't even do anything. I'm just standing there, fucking new as shit, green as hell. And then he was like, he's like, and fuck you, <laughs> you fucking fat Indian. <laughs> 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 I was like, what the fuck did I do? And then I was like tired as fuck because I was working overnights too. And he's yeah. like, fucking diabetic piece of shit. Like he was fucking going <laughs> off, dude. He, he's had those. In, <laughs> those are cards in his pocket. <laughs> Let me burn he's, through he's all. Way to fucking use these. <laughs> and then like the guy I was with was just like standing. He just say shit. He just like let him say. He just let him talk to me like that. <laughs> and I was like, I was getting like, I was already mad because I was like having to work overnight. Yeah. And I was like. Oh God! I just want to like punch the dude in the face because I was like, make a move. Like, yeah, I was like, make a move. Make a move. And he just and then finally like uh, somebody came over there and then just heard him talking shit. And then, like he was like going off. He's like, oh you fucking Indians. He's like taking everybody's money and all you fuckers have diabetes, diabetes and like just going off on like every every native like alive or whatever. And I'm like standing there like. I was like, I gotta represent my people. I gotta <laughs> knock this fucker out. But uh, <laughs> I couldn't do shit because I was new and I really needed. A, I really needed a job. Yeah. <laughs> because we just moved here, and so I was like, fuck. And so you're funny. So he's like, yeah, you look like sitting bull. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking fucking diabetic piece of of shit, (laughs) and I was like, God damn it! And so, anyways, that the other person came up. He's all right. You gotta, you gotta go. You gotta get out of here. You everybody and everybody at that table was looking at me, and then the people that worked there were looking at me, and then like, I know surveillance was watching us, and I was like, I felt like I had to fucking do something, but I couldn't. Because I really needed a job, yeah. And I, <laughs> I was driving back and forth from there to Telequal, yeah. and don't get fired on your third day. <laughs> that, was, that doesn't look good. <laughs> what happened, this motherfucker? <laughs> this guy was talking shit. You know, <laughs> words, sticks and stones. <laughs> Fuck that. No, but um. Anyways, all right, you gotta leave or whatever. And I'm like just sitting there, like standing there, and I'm like, oh, you motherfucker, you piece of shit, and. Then, He's just walking. He's not saying shit to nobody else. Yeah. And he's still talking <laughs> shit to me about my about myself and all the natives that are alive and just like talking <laughs> mad shit. And then he was, oh man, he was just like going off and like just saying like all the like wagon burners, and like the, you fucking all the you're all the same. Like you just <laughs> like cry about your land. Like <laughs> he was fucking. Bro. I bet you want to drink though. <laughs> oh yeah, he was talking about that too. Like he's, like, I bet you're gonna drink after this. And then like, I was like, God damn it, you motherfucker! Like 
<laughs> Take an insulin shot. Yeah. And, then, and then he was like, you know, doing the over his mouth thing. Oh, you know, yeah, he was yeah. doing that too. <laughs> like, yeah, he's being all fucking loud. And then, and then they took him to valet on the side, and and then he was like. He's like, all right. He's like, see you fuckers later. And he flipped everybody off and he went outside. And there's that fucking window there. And he's like looking back at all of us and me. And he's flipping everybody off and flipping, <laughs> flipping me off. And he's like doing the the thing on his mouth. Uh, and then he's just like oh, yeah. <laughs> just taunting me. And then he just leaves thinking, I won. I won. <laughs> yeah. I won. And then finally, <laughs> finally, our main boss shows up <laughs> after it's all over. Yeah. He's like, just take it on the chin. I was like, man, he talking about you. <laughs> he talking about. He's like, good, good on you. Good on you. You should have. John nephew. I wanted to beat the fuck out. Oh fuck. And then, so anyways, like you, you already won. <laughs> and I was expecting to see him like the next weekend, and but I never seen him again. And then, uh, never seen that guy again. But it's always like a, a crazy story to tell because, yeah. like that was like I've heard I've had racist shit like towards me and yeah. like family members and stuff, but not like that. Yeah. Like where you have to like fucking sit there and take it. Yeah, because like employment, employment <laughs> shit. Because like, like I need the money. if I was there for probably like like if we lived here probably. Yeah. And then we were kind of well off or whatever. I probably would have like snatched him up or whatever. But I, I really needed that job. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I mean, I, get <laughs> I would have represented for us, but <laughs> I really needed some money because we just moved here from New Mexico. Hey. And then this other time though, I was at the east desk, and this older guy came, and I, I guess he lost money too. Yeah, and he he was walking by the east desk, just walking. He's like, all right, see you later. I was like, all right, sir, have a good day. He's like, you Indians took all my money. I was like, all right, sir. <laughs> He's like, I guess you can have a little powwow now. <laughs> I was like, okay. A little powwow. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Almost one of you. You know how much a drum costs? <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't think you realize how expensive this shit is. <laughs> a little powwow like we're fucking kindergartners. You know, right? Like yeah. we're Peter Pan. <laughs> it's a play or What makes shit. the red man red? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> how, how you doing? <laughs> Them motherfuckers. But by that time, I was so, like, accustomed to shit. Because I've heard, like, other shit, too, but... Yeah, Everybody else is just like, ah, whatever, just let it bounce off you. Yeah. So I was like, all right, sir, thank you. <laughs> he like, he, mu- he mumbled something and he left, and I was like. You've already lost. <laughs> You're trying to get a moral victory. <laughs> That's still a defeat. <laughs> that doesn't change your bank account. <laughs> your wife will be still be pissed off at you. For real. <laughs> she ain't going to be mad at the casino. She's going to be like, why were you there? <laughs> you lost a What? <laughs> My retirement. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was my coupon. <laughs> <laughs> that was my bingo money. Fuck, yeah. dude. A fucking. I don't know. I'm. Listen, I'm mixed. So like, I get mistaken for like all other races sometimes. Like, no, sometimes people don't even know what the fuck I am. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm fortunate. I have my name, and my name's like 
sets the record straight. It's very obvious. Mm-hmm. But like when I've been on the East Coast or West Coast, like people mistaking me for like, like I've had, <laughs> I've had the Latino community mistaking me mm-hmm. for being Mexican. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I've been cussed out in Spanish quite a bit. <laughs> and I'm Whoa. Like, I'm like I am not you. <laughs> but since no one like really knows, like I've heard racist shit about all other groups, and I then I've had friends of mine. Or people I eventually became friends with uh, when they first like hung around me, they were talking shit on like Asians. Mm-hmm. And this one guy looked at me like, "Oh wait, my bad, man." <laughs> I was like, "What? I'm not Asian. <laughs> I am not that. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're wrong. Yes, you are still kind of racist, but that's that's not me. Get the fuck out of here." <laughs> no offense, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> He was a black guy too, and I was just laughing my ass off. I was like, "You really mad at Asians, bro?" It's <laughs> like I'm not mad. I'm just, I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. Get up. Well, you need some friends. <laughs> you need to get some Asian friends. <laughs> you go hang out, man. <laughs> or like they'll say some some like uh, I was in a fraternity in college. I did did a year in college and fucking. My nickname in it was Mowgli. Oh yeah, yeah. I grew I grew my hair out, mm-hmm. and uh, one of my uh, fraternity brothers was like, "You, everyone gets a nickname." And we were sitting at the lunch. We were sitting in the cafeteria at the lunch table, all eating. And he just fucking slams his phone. He just slams his hand down. He's like, "You know what he? You know what he looks like? He looks like fucking Mowgli." And he pulled up the picture, and then everybody started laughing. And I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> and I fucking look at it, and I was like, "Damn." I was like, that's that's the wrong kind of racist. <laughs> that is the wrong Indian, sir. <laughs> Mowgli is Jungle Book does not take place in America. <laughs> Fucking, it was funny. He's like, yeah, you look like a dirty Indian. I was like, oh Jesus, God damn, God damn. Fuck. you guys are racist. Damn. <laughs> but goddamn, is that funny? <laughs> I was like, well, you know what? I love the Jungle Book, so. <laughs> It must have been the guy that got onto me. <laughs> Dirty. <Indian. laughs> I always tell people, it was like, uh, growing up, I wanted to join a fraternity, but then I didn't realize when I went to college and joined one that I joined a white fraternity. <laughs> I always wanted to join a black fraternity. <laughs> I watched Stomp the Yard and Drumline, and I was like, that's awesome. Like, let's <laughs> That looks great. <laughs> and I went to college and I was like, "Wait, no, they they, they, they just racist here." <laughs> Where'd you go to college at? Uh, NSU. And then you joined a fraternity there. Yeah. Did yeah. you have to do the hazing stuff or whatever it's called? Well, it was uh, I. It was like I joined it hoping to get hazed like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I was uh, I, I wanted. It was almost like I was like I was wanting to be punished you know (laughs) says a lot about me especially at that time but i was like yeah i want to i want to be forced to drink a lot of alcohol and and be called a bitch or something like that like you took a lot of shit but they weren't really a like that was around the time when like uh a lot of fraternities and sorors got in trouble for like killing people during hazing and stuff like that so like the year before I got there, apparently it was really bad. But that year, like they had to roll back on a lot of stuff because, like, if they got in trouble, like the tr- their charter would be removed and everything, and you get fined. Whoa! So, yeah, I didn't get. Ha- I wanted to though. I was like, I joined it hoping, like, I want to get hazed. I want to. I want 
I want an excuse to be an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> but we still drank a lot. Like we drank uh what's the when two probably Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We read everyone rested usually on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But I mean I was smoking a lot of weed too, so but like uh one of our nights uh we got to uh it used to be where you got a handle and you had to drink that in a night, but instead they they're like that is against policy now. So we're gonna buy these miniature versions of them. And I had this like middle <laughs> mini bottle of Jack Daniels, mm-hmm. and I had to drink all that and uh and chug it. Um, which uh, everyone has a um, oh who is it? I can't remember the name. Basically, a so a brother that you basically oh yeah big. Yeah, your big brother, mm-hmm. someone who basically guides you through the whole process. And the guy I was with, he was kind of, he was a kind guy. He was nice, and he told me that night. He said, "You ain't gotta chug it." You know, but the other guys in my in my pledge class, they were chugging theirs, and I'm like, I looked at him. I said, "Look, I like you, but I'm gonna chug this bitch." <laughs> <laughs> I put myself through a lot of punishment. <laughs> he was like, he's like, "You ain't gotta finish that tonight. You're good. You can keep it." And I was like. No, <laughs> I was the first one to finish their their bottle. I was like, and I was fucked up. <laughs> We'd do things, and he'd be like, "Hey, man, you don't have to go that hard." And I said, "Yes, I do, because you guys won't make me. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta take responsibility for my own actions here. You sons of bitches." <laughs> but I mean, it was. I mean, it was a good time. I mean, now I've got like there. I made a few friends there that I've known. Since, mm-hmm. um, wish I would have went to class. I didn't. <laughs> I did not go to class at all in college, <laughs> which should have been a sign because I got in trouble for truancy in high school. So <laughs> it was like I kind of just went to college because like that's what everyone else was doing. So mm-hmm. I was like, if I'd go back, I'd just go to work. It'd been a lot easier, save me time. But you know, I had fucking fun. I got to hang out with sorority girls and get drunk with them and find out my voice because like i got i remember i could talk to girls like in my hometown that was easy mm-hmm. but like learning to talk to strangers like girls from different places that's what college really helped me with too and i got big too i got like 235 pounds i was fucking overweight for damn like, yeah my my little sister she's <laughs> i came back uh she was like uh you got man titties i was like oh fuck <laughs> hit me right in my heart i lost like 50 pounds in like three months after i i fucking got out and and dropped out too. I had to drop out because my grades were so bad. <laughs> Did you I go right after high school? Yeah. Oh yeah. damn. They had a policy in it. She was like, if you miss more than uh, three uh, days in a class, you lose a letter grade. And I missed like six days in every class except one. Oh shit. And I had I had all uh, I had one A and like all Bs. Mm-hmm. But since I missed so many days in all those classes, like I, I was fucking failing. So and one class I passed was my history class. And that's because I knew history very well. Like my even my history professor was like, when he found out that like well, my GPA, he's like, look, I can help you. He's like, you, I can get you another semester. You can get these grades up. I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this ever again. <laughs> I made the mistake because like when you what you enroll, you're like 17, 18. And I remember thinking like I did my class schedule and I was like, I'm gonna take a class. I'm gonna have a class at eight o'clock. I'm gonna have eight to one, and I'm gonna be done by one o'clock. 
I'm gonna have the rest of my day. And then fucking, I didn't expect that I would be drinking till like four in the morning. Oh, <laughs> I can't get to my apartment or I get to my dorm, pass out, wake up, and I'm not gonna go to fucking class smelling like alcohol. Fuck that. I want a shower. <laughs> like, how many times there I'd wake up and I'd be like, fuck that. I'm not going. It's <laughs> like I got a shower and all that. I ain't gonna go to show up smelling like straight up liquor. <laughs> college man yeah. it was good to like meet people and hang out like it was just a i think that's really all i really wanted to do was keep hanging out but fucking it was not i've realized like i've learned a lot more just working and living in tulsa and stuff like that than i did in college though i'm fortunate i have to know some of the people i know now mm-hmm. and they're cool yeah college is crazy man because well i didn't like i didn't I don't know. So I got done with high school Mm -hmm. and no one really told me what college actually was. I thought college was. I thought it was what they always they always said it was like it's where you get to be an adult. Well, you get treated like an adult, but then you go there and you're like, no, you're just treated as a kid with more responsibilities. Yeah. I thought it was like if I'm passing the class, why do I got to show up? I'm paid for this motherfucker. Even then, like I didn't even know like. I knew it cost money. Like, I knew you were on your own. Mm-hmm. I knew you lived in the dorm or whatever. But I thought it was, like, just a, another high school. Like, you get up at fucking 7, and you're in class at 8, and yeah. you're there till 3. Yeah. That's what I thought. And so, after high school, I was like, nah. Like, I'm not doing that. Because yeah. nobody, nobody prepared me or, like, a bunch of other natives... <laughs> <laughs> to uh like to go to college. Yeah. And they didn't even tell us like That's the dog's That's the dog's weekend. <laughs> and she's running away. No, but it was uh it was like nobody like said like oh like you got class like Monday, Wednesday and then Tuesday, Thursday and then you're probably off Friday. Mm-hmm. And you do like twelve what is it? Uh 12 credits a semester. Yeah, 12 like to 15 to be a full-time, or 12 to 18 to be full-time. Full-time, yeah. Yeah. See, like, nobody, like, said that shit. And then, like, nobody ever mentioned, like, they were, you what, could possibly. What high school did you go to? I went to Pawnee. Pawnee? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it was, like, a small um, public school. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do well in school either, so it was just, like. Yeah, because you know, I mean, then, then, then it's like you know you don't do well, so it's like oh well, why waste more time on him when yeah. he's probably just gonna fucking stay here forever? So, but when I finally went to college, it was like oh, but see, it was it was cool because I worked a year, and then I just stuck around. I worked a year, I learned, I I finally came out of my shell a little bit, mm-hmm. and that helped going to college because I think had I went after high school. I probably would have been really awkward. And just, yeah. And I probably would have just went yeah, back home. It is better to just wait that one year, you know? Yeah. Basically more, understand yourself more and who you are. Yeah. You know, and things of that nature. That's what I mean. You're right. I mean, I only, I mean, went to college because everyone was going, but also it's like I was what, what they called like a, that whole uh, uh, gifted kid. So like I got a lot of shit growing up because I, like, I, te- I just tested high. So I was like, I was just good at testing. And so, like, they send kids like that a bunch of stuff. Shit, I couldn't afford because my family was poor. Mm-hmm. So, like, we really couldn't do any of that shit. And um, 
uh, I remember going and I, I fell into the illusion that because it was my problem with high school was like I already know the material and obviously I know it well enough to test high like is that not m- what I'm supposed to do mm-hmm. what's the point of uh, was it homework is makes you better at testing makes you understand it I was like well if I'm fucking nailing the test why do the homework mm-hmm. and then you know college ain't that college is like mostly my favorite reason part of the reason I passed that history class was because he even said he said if you pass the test and you don't do the homework you're fine you'll fucking you'll pass this class mm-hmm. it's like I love that I love that I love that concept more um, but uh, also I showed up to that class but uh I remember uh, just being told that like you'll you'll be an adult you'll it'll be in your hands and it never was, because it's like I paid for it, I got uh, scholarships to go to NSU, I got most of it paid for. Only thing I actually owed was like a hundred bucks at the end of the year, which my mom paid for. So mm-hmm. like I literally basically went for free, like and cost minimal money to my family. So like that's especially fucking. When you're fucking in poverty, that's like that's a that's a win. Yeah. But then there's all these restrictions, like oh you like you can't miss three days in a class. But it's like I at the end of the year I had B's in those classes. Mm-hmm. I should have passed those classes. Like that was my thought. I was like I I did the right thing. I know what this is. Like I know how. Like uh, algebra, uh, I was like I know algebra. Like I scored. I literally on my uh, final I got a ninety seven. Like. How the fuck does that how become just because I missed six days of classes, like why is that against me? Like I paid for it. You should it's obvious I know what I'm fucking doing. Let me move on to the next. Mm-hmm. Until it's till I need to be there every day. Yeah. I like I thought that was the point of college. It's like it's gonna challenge me and it never it doesn't challenge you what's it one of the teachers told me I still call them teachers too, because some of the people don't need to be called professors. Uh one of them told me he was like, "Well, when you get, when you get to uh, when you get to out there in the real world, you'll need to be on time and you'll need to show up." I said, "Yeah, but I'll get paid to do those things." Mm-hmm. Whereas here, I'm paying you. Yeah. So would it not be in my best interest to just do how I want to do it? Like I'm doing, I'm doing your work. I just don't want to do it the way you want me to. Mm-hmm. Like it's still got to have power in my hands. It feels like I'm just handing you all this money and then I'm listening to everything, like a child. Mm-hmm. It almost feels more childish because, like, I went to public school for free, and <laughs> and you're out here making me pay thousands of dollars for something that I I don't really care for. Yeah. Also, you can make a lot more money without a degree a lot of times, especially in at least I've learned that recently. It's like um, I know a couple people that don't even use their degree; they they just get certifications for other things, and then they make money that way. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's kind of mind boggling to me. Like even people. Some of my f- people I was in a fraternity with, they don't even use their degree in their careers now. It helped them get somewhere, but it's like it's not the end all be all by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Especially with the internet and like online stuff you can do. Like that's what I'm learning to do right now is trying to make money working remotely so I don't have to go to a building and clock in and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And so I could work from anywhere, which would be nice. And I was unaware of this until recently. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> So I've been just wasting my time going to these jobs. <laughs> You're behind on the times, bro. I know. No, I just seen a video on TikTok about um, there was a guy who said exactly what you said about 
I'm paying so many thousands of dollars to go to this institution to learn what I want to learn. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm giving you, like I'm paying you, and then I'm also giving my time to do this stuff to earn mm. a degree of some sort. So why do I have to be? Why does it have to be like this obedient style when you, the professor or teacher or whatever, should be the one that, like, you work for me. I'm yeah. paying you. Like I'm paying your salary or whatever. Like I'm I'm shelling out this money for you. Yeah. And so, and I just seen a video on that, like maybe a couple. You're not weeks giving ago. me connections or anything. You're just giving me yeah, knowledge. your version of knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, what it goes back to that whole saying: it's not what you know, it's who you know. You mm-hmm. know, and connections mean a lot more than anything. So, it'd be one thing if I was paying for something and I was getting connections, but I wasn't yeah. know, either. So I was like, oh, only connections I gained was the ones I fucking got myself, which were going joining a fraternity and uh, getting fucked up <laughs> and meeting people and be like. That guy's kind of cool. Or I was, I had weed on me all the time, mm-hmm. especially like uh, second half of the year, or the second semester. I was just fucking. I had a quarter, or back before it was, it was legal. Mm-hmm. Back when quarters used to cost, I think it was like 120 bucks. I had like a quarter, I had a quarter, a bubbler on me, and a grinder at all times, and a lighter. So I was, just, I just had weed constantly. I was smoking so much and met a lot of people that way. People I still talk to and. And stuff like that, and see on occasion. But I don't know. I just think it's it is insane how like they they say like uh, our in particular I'm 27, so they've always said like your generation is going to be uh, internet savvy and uh, like all that stuff. I said yeah, maybe if they lived in the city, but I grew up in like, fucking a town of 2,000 people. Like no one's really internet savvy. Like even the person that was that kid, we all like that kid's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them were my friends too. I was like, those guys are cool, but goddamn, they're weird. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, why don't you just enjoy the social aspect of high school? <laughs> what are you gonna use the internet for to make money? You're stupid. <laughs> but you know now it's like ah, oh, I see, I see. Uh, Cause like obviously I know more about computers than like my parents or yeah. even people that are like five to ten, ten years older than me or even my older sister. But it's like that doesn't mean that I'm as savvy as someone who grew up in the city. Like someone who grew up in the city knows so much more. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm just now getting, uh, I'm getting taught that that this is the, you know, like this is the way. Yeah, yeah. As you said, I mean, being being Indian, it's like you don't really get taught those things either. It's like. Like my uh, was it uh, Cherokee Nation? Like they, they helped a lot, but like it was obviously like they could have done. They well, they buy. They'd give you like every year. I think I got like fifty bucks in school supplies. Uh, every winter I got like a coat. I got like a seventy dollar voucher for a coat, mm-hmm. which was one coat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you can buy winter apparel, and I was like seventy bucks. That's when you realize just, and you could only get it from certain vendors. So you go to those places and you're like, why is this jacket fucking 70 bucks? Like, I thought I'd get like two or three. Like, I would think they would let me just go to a thrift store and get like five of them. Mm-hmm. So I could actually have some fucking style. <laughs> Instead of wearing this. <laughs> Instead, it makes me look even more poor because I'm wearing the same jacket every time it's cold. <laughs> and they're just like, well, we helped you out. Like, all right, cool. But <laughs> but I, everyone knows that this is the only jacket I got. <laughs> Take it or leave it. Yeah. <laughs> Are you not um, thankful? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
like they they gave scholarships out, and I I got those scholarships, but it's um. I don't know. It's just like when you realize it's like they never really promoted like what uh, to do. Like I, I would think they would have pushed more trade school or something like that. Like mm-hmm. uh, I, I remember going to what we had is the Northeast Technology uh, Center NTC where I'm from, and we when you're a junior or I think it was a no when you're a sophomore you got to go visit it. All sophomores got to go visit because your junior and senior year you can take classes there, and it was like you get you get it for free. And in hindsight, I was saying, in hindsight, you're like, I should have did that. I should have applied and did that. I probably would have got it. But in the moment, I'm like, why would I want to wake up? Because you'd had to wake up at like, be at the school at like seven in the morning, mm-hmm. and then you'd get spend half your day down at the technology, uh, the fucking Votech school, mm-hmm. and then you'd come back up and finish your school, rest of your schooling, fucking at actual high school. And I was like, that sounds fucking dumb. I don't like being at school anyways. Like, why would I show up? an hour and a half early mm-hmm. just to go somewhere else but then you know hindsight's like man those jobs make way more sense than because you go out there even a certified journeyman plumber makes a lot of fucking money yeah uh electrician mechanic especially if like you own your really just owning your own and doing it yourself but like you got to get a start somewhere you know i had mm-hmm. friends that did the ele- uh electrical programs and uh and, and all that, and I was like, I remember being there. I was like, I should have, I should have fucking did that. But I was like, I'd rather spend time with my friends and bullshit. And yeah, I was like, but I think that should have been pushed on more. I feel because I don't think the nation really helped with uh, paying for that for trading and stuff like. Now they do, they do now, and like mm-hmm. now they offer classes and stuff. They try to get people certified, but it's, they really pushed going to college and getting a degree. And it's like that's cool. But you also got to pick the right degree. That's always another thing they tell you is like pick something you're passionate about. But yeah. does that make you money? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like I was, I was gonna get my uh, do, uh, degree in Native American history, and it's like, was that gonna make me money? Fuck no. I'd have to be a teacher, and like teachers don't get fucking paid. Like, yeah. they work twelve to fourteen hours, and then basically I would have been a coach too, because you might as well just be a coach when you're when you're a guy and you love sports like I do. So I was like, all right, why not coach? Then you're fucking most of your days dedicated to kids, and then by the time you do get paid, like yeah, you get summers off, but don't you just feel like you're still a kid? Like, I wanted to get out of that cycle. Yeah, I want to get back into it. I'm trying to fucking do something with it, and it's not like I could go to art. I knew that was not around. I couldn't just go. Let me go to art school here at NSU, <laughs> learn how to draw and creative writing. So that would have been dumb. That would have been a waste of my. I wasted it anyways that one year, but fucking would have been more of a waste to try and like do something I actually cared about. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's why I'm glad I found comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was wanting to do comedy then. They had open mics at that NSU. Uh, they had a bottom floor of underneath the caf, uh, the cafeteria, and they had all these like restaurants and stuff. You could get other food stuff. Like I had most of it paid for. I had like the best food program. Uh, they gave me a dorm. They really just made put me in a dorm. I didn't even fucking know it, but uh, I had the best like food program and everything, so I could like spend. I could get like four meals a day, and I never. I really didn't run out of food. Like, I had like six. I had like twenty meals left to buy with like a week left of school, and I was like, damn. I started just buying people meals. Fuck. But <laughs> they had like an open mic down there. They had like an improv place. Like, I was always curious about it, but then I went one time and watched these people do stand up, and I was like, this is not the stand up. These were like 
Oh, the people complain about PC uh, culture, but like you can tell these people were like walking on eggshells trying to be funny, and it's like that's not funny. Mm-hmm. Like, and also we're all a bu- bunch of fucking kids, in, in a sense. Like, we're all either we're either seventeen, eighteen to about twenty-two at most. So you're getting really young adults and just old teenagers. Mm-hmm. So basically, kids and becoming adults is what you're getting, and that's not the best sense of humor. Yeah, like even my sense of humor at the time wasn't the best, and I just remember looking. I was like, these people, they're not saying anything, they're not provoking anything, they're just trying to almost cater to what's already there. And I was like, that's kind of fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. No one was making jokes about Indians. I was like, that's that's upsetting. We go to NSU. This place used to be called the their mascot used to be the Red Men. Like, come on now, mm-hmm. let's have some fun. This is. It's actually a seminary school founded by uh, uh, four Cherokee women. So it's just like, I don't know. In my head, I was like, why is no one making fun of a school for what it obviously was? Yeah. It was a residential school. <laughs> like, let's be honest. These women didn't come here to get engaged with their culture and their language again. They were probably told not to speak it yeah. and to learn a white white person skill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there, there's actually tales of like the basement of the first seminary floor being where like they burn bodies and stuff like that which I mean as fucking as of recently shit was true so it's like you know like no one ever brought up all that but they were too busy like let's not talk about race or anything like that no let's talk about race let's talk about all these things let's talk about the stuff we all are aware of Mm -hmm. like what's the point of like race matters but so does making money like class matters like if you're if you're poor you're fucking I think that's one great unifier is like, cause I grew up in a town of 2000 people, but I grew up with like, I grew up a racist, but also grew up with like cool rednecks. Like, and what's good about that is like, you get what you get with, you get with them is like, everyone's poor. So it's like, I think the poverty rate in Jay was like, I think my friend showed me what it was once. And it was like 70% or something like that at some point mm-hmm. after we were out of high school. And it was definitely more when I was a kid. And I just remember, like, that was the one great unifier is we were all poor. But that's when race also shows its head more often. It's if everybody's on an equal playing ground, you hear more racist. You hear racist shit, but then you realize no one can really afford nutritional food. So, like, <laughs> like who really, like, we've, I don't know, you'd get almost too comfortable with it. You know how, like, I don't, I don't believe that anyone, you, like, uh, I have, I've, I'm good friends with people of many different races, and I think one of the funnest things we we do is give each other shit about, like, be racist towards each other for fun. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. No one means any of this shit, and it's just one of the funniest things. Is like, and we have to do we have to do that a lot, because you can always tell when someone like really means what they're saying. Like, you, I knew, I knew the difference between uh, one of the hillbillies, one of the racist hillbillies, and just some fucking redneck that. It's cool as fuck. Like, yeah, this man wants to give me shit, but at least he's not my enemy. Like, this motherfucker is my enemy. This motherfucker thinks I get everything for free. And it's like, nah, man. I get commodities, and that shit runs out in two weeks because there's six people in my fucking household. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've ever tried to feed a family of four kids and two adults. That's a, that food don't last. No. It never did. So, you know, just like, I think you realize we... We broke. Yeah. <laughs> no, we lived in a single wide trailer 
with six people in it. Like that's not that isn't and I ended up when I got older I had lived in that same trailer park and that shit was expensive. And I was like, I don't know how or why that even any of that is like no that trailer's supposed to be only two rooms and one bath and yet we fit we fit a whole family in there. And then when I had my friends over too, so and my sister had her friends over, so it was more like nine people always in that house or in that trailer. So I know I knew I was <laughs> another one was like I I'd look at double wides like they're the fucking like they're a real deal. Like yeah. <laughs> you just look at a double like that's nice. I'd have friends be like, Yeah, I live in a double wide trailer. It's like, damn, you rich. You and your family got money. And then you look at the statistics like, no, they were lower middle class. Mm-hmm. I was just so poor I thought a double wide was something, mm-hmm. something to, that was so obtainable. Also, their family didn't have as much kids, so. Yeah, yeah it's it's crazy, man. Like, cause I didn't hear the whole, oh, like natives get free shit, like, like they're not poor or whatever. When I heard that, whenever I moved away from, like Oklahoma, yeah, and I heard like random, not natives, but just. Uh, like white people saying that, like, like, oh, you guys, like, you guys get like free healthcare, you guys get free, you guys get like a per cap. I didn't know what a fuck a per cap was. Mm-hmm. Like, me neither. Because I, <laughs> I was, because I was so young. Like, I, I even know like tribes got money from, 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 from what they make from their yeah. revenues and yeah. shit. Like, I didn't know that. I didn't know that was they the had thing. It set up to the point where they could do that. Yeah, yeah. and so. Or that you don't pay taxes. It's like, and yeah. Fucker, you, yeah. You think the government doesn't want my money? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's another thing, too. Like, like, oh, you guys are so lucky you don't get to pay taxes. And I was like, like, what is, like, what's all this coming from? Because, oh, yeah. like, I was looked at, like, I had, like, money or whatever. And I was like, bro, like, I, like I'm poor as fuck, too. Like, because, yeah. like, no, my mom, like, worked or whatever, but. She spent most of her money on like alcohol, yeah, and gambling. That's what my dad did too. And, and so it, gambling is alcohol. And so <laughs> it was like she'd get commods, and then and child support. And my dad would give her child support, but you know I wouldn't see any of that. Yeah, you know yeah, I wouldn't. That money would be gone by the time he got it. Yeah. yeah, and then whenever he would ask, like you know what, what did you buy, Russ or whatever, then she would get mad. Mm-hmm. And so luckily though, my dad never like. My dad never just said, oh, well, fuck it. Here's your money or whatever. Like, I, I guess he knew, like, I wasn't getting really much anything. So, you know, he had a good enough job at the BIA to still, like, buy me stuff, like yeah. clothes or whatever. Because, you know, if it was just so he my mom. for the BIA? Yeah, he was a, huh. he worked in the land part. Uh-huh. So, but I didn't live with him. Like, I live with my mom. She had custody of me. And so, but had he had he wasn't if he wasn't around you know i probably wouldn't have i probably wouldn't have had anything yeah you know like i probably wouldn't have had any like clothes because she wasn't really responsible enough to i mean she'd she'd buy me stuff but she would never like take me out of town to buy me like yeah. clothes or things i needed that was always my dad mm-hmm. he would always take me shopping first to school if I needed shoes or like some shirts or sh- uh, jeans or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and he would never like, he'd ask her where that money went and she'd get mad or whatever. And, but it'd be gone, you know? And then, yeah. And it's not like, I mean, I mean, the court dictated that she had to do with the money. Yeah. So it's just like, 
he was in a lost cause too, especially at that time. Oklahoma courts were really skewed towards uh, whoever had to pay the child support, mm-hmm. particularly women in, in general. But yeah, but yeah, I get it. But I mean, you know, and then I never thought I was poor, but but That's damn, our fucking gas would get cut off. Yeah, and then our you'd see those uh, eviction notices, and you're like, you don't. As you get older, you know what they are. Like you, yeah. you start really. Then uh, we finally lost our house, yeah. and she, she didn't even tell me that. We she didn't tell me we lost our house. And I had to come back home, and I went to our house, and then it was like, the lights were off, and like the car, the car was gone, and and I was like knocking on the door because my key wasn't working. And I yeah, was like, changed the locks. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? And so, I was driving around Pawnee trying to look for my mom, and I found her at the casino. Uh-huh. And uh, I said, uh, I was like, I can't get in the house. Oh, uh, I lost it. <laughs> like, straight up told me there. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, are you but I'm serious? I'm about to win it back. <laughs> <laughs> what you Hit got, the play button, What baby. you got on you? <laughs> I'm about to win it back. <laughs> and then I was like, no way. You know, because I had, I had stuff in there. Yeah. Like, I had stuff in the house. And then she was like, yeah, it's locked up can't get anything out i was like man i got like stuff i need to get out of there and yeah yeah clothes and shit like, but i on. just i said fuck it like yeah. i can't i'm not gonna go in there so yeah. she was ended up living in a room with mm-hmm. some lady or something so i was like there was a that was that was fucking crazy I, it hits you always in hindsight because like my fam we lived on a couple trips but like we moved like 12 times in a span of like in eight years we moved like 12 times like mm-hmm. There, there was a point in my life where I wouldn't even ask friends to come over because I wasn't sure where I would be living. Like, you know, I'd be like, I don't know if we're going to be here long. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would love for my friends to come over, but I'd rather just go stay with them. Than <laughs> yeah. Because I know that they're not going to leave. Uh, there's times where I look back, it's like, we, uh, my mom would take us to, like, my grandma uh, Hummingbird's uh, place down there in Stillwell, and we'd be down there for, like, a m- it'd be down there, like, a month or so, or we'd stay at my aunt's for a few weeks, and then I, in hindsight, I, I realized, like, oh, we're, we did that, not because, like, we're, my my parents were like, yay, go spend time with your aunt and your grandma and get to know everyone, get to know the family. No, it was like, we don't have a house anymore, so until we get our money up to get another house, stay here. Mm-hmm. Like, there were times where we'd stay down there in Stillwell, like, we still had to go to school. I'd be like, why am I waking up at like six? And my mom would get home off work and it'd be like five thirty and then we'd get ready and she'd just take us to school. And I'd be like, That's kinda weird that that's happening. And then she'd drive us back down and then like do all that stuff. Cause like my dad had to pay child support for my two older half brothers mm-hmm. and then uh he was had a big alcohol problem and so he was an alcoholic. I don't even say why it's a problem. It was it was detrimental for sure but like the little money he had he would usually spend on alcohol and stuff like that and most of his check went to child support anyways so you know it was just basically my mom a lot of the times and then you know it's weird uh because like there's been times i've i mean i've lived in tulsa for like six years now five years now six years and uh anytime i've had to move i could do it in a day like I tell people, it's like I'm always I can I'm always ready to move at any moment. Like if if something hits the fan, like I could just pack all my shit and leave. Like I have no problem doing that. But that's not a skill you 
you you learn out of because uh, you want to learn it. That's a necessity. Like me and my family, there'd be times where we just like you know, like the evic- we notice like oh evic- eviction notice what it looks like, and be like oh that's why we got to pack everything up within twenty four hours, mm-hmm. and you'd leave stuff or. Uh, one time we had, we had one good year. We had about a year and a half where my family had mo- like we were m- lower middle class, so like it felt like money. And in Jay, it felt like we had money. Uh, we had they were paying my parents were paying a mortgage on a house. We had like two we had like two or three cars. Uh, we had like ten acres on this little little plot, and it was just inside t- uh, inside Jay. And uh, had my best my birthday party was my eighth, uh, yeah my eight. I was there from eight to nine. I remember my eighth uh, birthday, my eight year old birthday. I remember that it was in third grade. All these kids came over, and my birthday's in February, so it was during the cold. All these kids came over. Uh, my dad made like hamburgers and hot dogs. We all played. Uh, uh, basketball when we got there. It was about like 15, 20 kids off from my like, football team. And <clears throat> like eight or nine got to stay the night. And that night it snowed. And so like we woke up, there's fucking snow on the ground. We played football out there. It was a great time. It was just amazing. And we also got to spend most of that night by ourselves because my dad and my mom went to go drink down the road. Mm-hmm. And so like it felt like, oh, this is like, Boys night have a great time, you know. And um, uh, the next year on my ninth birthday, uh, we were losing. We were in the process of like losing the house, and the house was kind of falling apart. Like so, I only had like three. They weren't even my friend. Only one of them was my friends. But it was like you know, you know how it is. Like you got friends that are your cousins. So it's like, <laughs> especially when you're Indian, it's just like oh, those. That's my friend, but he's also my cousin. Yeah. <laughs> so like. <laughs> I had really just my cousin over and like a couple of my sister's friends mm-hmm. and we were like, we watched soul plane and that's all I, and I got, yeah, I got to eat what I want. Like my mom got to make shift, like ask me what I wanted to eat and stuff like that. But like, I recognize our financial struggles at a very early age. Like we weren't even, we didn't even have money before then, but like that one year I was like, Oh, I was getting confident. We lost uh, two of the cars. Um, Ended up losing the third one. Had to get, other vehicles and stuff like that so and that was even before that was all before the financial housing crisis so mm-hmm. i was like we couldn't i couldn't blame it on you know the i couldn't blame it on the structural problems of the united states i was just like no <laughs> that's us <laughs> <laughs> that's all on us <laughs> Yeah, Wall Street fucked us over. Nope. No, they didn't. America <laughs> fucked us over. <laughs> no. mm. Oh, so, fuck. Like, uh, and then that next year, we moved uh, We moved to the trailer park. I'm pretty sure we moved to the trailer park right across the street from us. Mm-hmm. Kids, I used to... I remember, you know, because when you're, you're a kid, you get, you, you're you very extreme. So it's like I was riding the high of like, being prideful, finally of my family feeling like we're going to make it and we're like, we're moving up. And I remember making fun of some of the kids that lived in that trailer park because mm-hmm. some of them, they were my friends too. Some of them were my friends. So it was just like, you know, you're going to pick kids pick at insecurities. So like I knew they had to be insecure about living in that trailer park. Yeah. 
I'll say about yeah. So I'd make fun of them for it, and then next thing you know, literally a year and a half later, we're in that same fucking trailer park, and my friends are like, "Let's go look at your old house." <laughs> 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 we walk by and they're like, "Hey, you remember when you lived over there?" I'm like, yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> It's just one of those many moments in life where you're like, you realize like I try to stay, try to have humility, Mm -hmm. just because eventually I'm gonna get knocked off somehow, some way. Like every time I boast about something, you know, pride cometh before the fall. So you're, I'm always gonna fall every time. Like I, like about that show in Vegas, I was, I was brag, I was bragging about it, and then I missed it, and I was like, fuck, of course. Of course, I did it to myself, but, like, there's been times where, like, I've, I've bragged about something. Uh, and it just got, I remember one Christmas, I got, like, 50 bucks from my grandma. Mm-hmm. And all my cousins and my sisters and my uh, siblings, they all got, like, 40 bucks. And I was rubbing it in their face. Like, I was rubbing it. All my cousins, everybody learned that I had $10 more than them that day. Mm-hmm. I was like, I got fucking 50 bucks. Grandma loves me. She hates <laughs> She doesn't tell y'all she resents you. <laughs> But she loves me. <laughs> it was honestly, I could get. It was annoying. Like I could tell, I was pissing them off. Like, and my dad, <laughs> my dad took my fifty bucks. He said, "Well, if you can't learn to appreciate it, you don't get to have it, and uh, or hold on to it." So he said, "I'm gonna hold on to it for you. So if you need something, you let me know." And then that motherfucker, I never saw that fifty bucks ever again. <laughs> <laughs> He spent it at the bar that night, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And then when I asked about it, I remember asking about it, and he was like, what, 50 bucks? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, for Christmas, Grandma, your mom gave me 50 bucks. <laughs> he was like, no, I don't remember that. <laughs> That's a lie. That never happened. <laughs> I was like, where, well, where'd my sister get her $40 from? <laughs> nah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Dakota, I don't know. <laughs> Let me go get. Let me go get. Well, that's the old parent. It's like he knew he was guilty. So he'd be like, oh, "I'll go get you something from McDonald's." <laughs> Back when McDonald's was like three bucks. So you're just like, "All right, cool. You get me a Happy Meal, and that's replacing the where's my forty seven dollars." <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> Fucking shit, man. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I mean, you talk about the whole like losing the car and everything. I mean, yeah. Growing yeah. up, it's like it seems like it's normal though. Yeah, like you don't because you don't understand like. And then it's when you when you talk to people who grew up with steady income in their family, and mm-hmm. then you tell these stories, they're like, "That doesn't sound yeah. good at all." And then <laughs> you're like, cars, yeah. What? what are you talking about? <laughs> you had a giant Buick and then a little Corolla. <laughs> we had like twenty pets. <laughs> what? We've had the same dog for like twenty years. Like what? How the fuck did you do that? <laughs> yeah, you left your dog outside. <laughs> because <laughs> it really took me staying with a having friends here in the city which i mean i knew i knew growing up but it's like having friends here in the city they were like i never asked like i'd move and then they'd be like wow where'd you move to like did you not need help i said no i've always been able to just move and like i don't need i only need a few hours and i'm gone mm-hmm. and they're like that's not healthy i was like what <laughs> i was like like yeah, that's a problem. Like, you, 
you have some trauma. I was like, well, don't remind me. <laughs> it's very obvious, but how is that? How is that trauma related? That just seems readiness. That's all that is. I'm back. <laughs> One of my friends is like, ah. He's <laughs> just funny because he's like, ah, because your people had TPs. I was like, yo, fuck you. <laughs> my tribe did not have TPs, you dick. <laughs> But I, but I am a stereotype right now. <laughs> I'm just ready. I'm on the move. I'm a nomad. <laughs> I mean, you just or people that had a lot of money and it's just like, oh, okay. So I didn't. I don't know. It's just l- weird how you learn how different, how fucked up your life kind of was. Yeah. Where you're just like, well, it's fucking. It's normal to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's where like, what is normal? Like. I fucking I lived and I may not be perfect, but goddamn it, I'm functioning, at least. I mean, I, f- I fucked up, and I, f- I fucked up plenty of times over the years. But damn, I'm trying to get it together. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, it's all we can do. Yeah, learn from their mistakes. That's what I do. Yeah. I learn from my uh, how my mom did or whatever. I mean, she took care of me when she could. Yeah. You know, but it was like you uh, learn just as much from a bad parent yeah. as you do a good parent. Like good, a good parent, you'd obviously want to have more mm-hmm. because it's like someone you can model yourself after. Because a bad parent, you're like you can't model yourself after at all. But you learn, like you learn what mistakes are, and you're like, especially when you grow up. Because yeah. when you're when you're a kid, when I was a kid, I was you know she left me alone a lot, mm-hmm. and I thought I was normal because I knew how to cook. She taught me how to cook, yeah. So I knew how to cook eggs and. Just random shit on the stove, and and I felt like kind of responsible. And then, but when you when I grew up, and you know that's that's not normal. I would tell people, you know, like yeah, my mom left me alone when I was like ten, and oh, I I stay I stay home all weekend by myself and watch TV and yeah. play games and cook for myself. And they'd be it some was, people would be like, what? Like, yeah. <laughs> like what? <laughs> My mom never <laughs> didn't give a fuck about me. <laughs> Your mom did what? They're just like, what? She didn't, she didn't give a fuck? <laughs> yeah, as a kid, it was great. It's exactly what I wanted. I was, every day, I was like, hey, mom's not here. <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> it reminds me of, uh, have you seen We're the Millers? Yeah. Remember that? Oh, that, yeah, the, the kid who yeah. like, his parents are never home. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> he was just abandoned. He's like... <laughs> He was like, Kenny, where's your mom? He's like, oh, she went out for a drink. <laughs> he was like, when? Uh, last Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you. <ya. laughs> yeah, I never had that. <laughs> I was where, like having siblings is like, there. someone was always there. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, I'm gone. <laughs> oh, so I'm glad I. I mean, I had my mom. And my mom would always show up. My dad would just be gone. <laughs> and I'm like, where where'd he go? Just like you said, he'd be gone from Thursday to Sunday. Come back on Sunday. Like, oh, where you been? Drinking. <laughs> you could just smell it. All right, cool. Fuck. Yeah, but I mean. What I was, oh, I was saying, like, it, when you grow up, it's like, like, you're talking about, like, oh, shit. Like, you don't realize how, you know, crazy that is. Yeah. You know, like, how not normal it is. But you just got to learn from it. 
because I'm not going to do that, you know, and I like, I used to drink a lot, like I I would drink a lot, but, you know, I started thinking about like, I don't want to become a, you know. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to become what you hate. An addiction. Yeah. Yeah. But you also, was it, was something I I had to realize, it's like, my version of an addiction is what my father uh, was doing, but turns out, you know, it's not just the one example like <laughs> mm. that's not the only thing an addiction means yeah like uh i very much have a problem with alcohol like to this day like it's 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 the mentality of when i get drunk it's like uh it's not a good mentality so i've had to learn over the past uh six months or so as a it's not good to get drunk and then think Oh well, I'm on, or like I'll have a. I used to have this thing where I'd have a drink and I get a buzz. So when I get a buzz, I'd be like, "Oh, well, let's just get drunk. It's okay. Mm-hmm. We're already there. Like I like this feeling. Let's get drunk." And then when I get drunk, I'm like, "Well, we're already drunk. Let's get fucked up." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's not a good mentality. Like I'm not enjoying alcohol. I'm abusing it. Yeah, that's and, how I was. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's what I've I've had to realize uh, as like uh, I, because uh, alcoholism is abusing the substance not uh enjoying it yeah yeah and like i I stopped smoking weed for the same reason but alcohol i think i've realized i just got to change my relationship with alcohol i don't i don't want to stop drinking i just got to control yeah it is like and leave some space like get get enough things around me where i can drink and feel good about myself but Mm -hmm. at this point it's not I don't know. That's just something. Someone, someone has helped me realize that. Other people have tried to tell me that, uh, but you know, sometimes you just don't listen. You're just yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck you. Like, to me, to me, it's my fault. My father getting drinking a thirty pack in one night and drinking uh, uh, drinking a handle. It's like that's to me that's alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Uh, drinking every day. You know, I don't drink every day. I never even really had to, but then when I do drink, I drink. I drink, and I thought that's, but that's that's an abuse. That's an ad- that is a version of alcoholism. Yeah. I realize like that's that's what I am. I'm not an alcohol. I don't know if I would say I'm an alcoholic, but like I do have bouts with alcoholism. So mm-hmm. like it's just mine's not as extreme and so therefore I think it's okay when it's not. It's like I should basically reel it back and which makes me glad I don't have a kid cuz mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have been able to realize this with a kid or not. Yeah. But I never realized it like that like um, like what you said, like you're already drunk, but let's get. I get. What do you say? Like fucked up. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. Well, we're already drunk. Let's get fucked up. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I never thought of it like that, but that's my, that was my mindset. Mm-hmm. I just never thought of it out loud. Yeah. And when you're fucked up, you're already like, I'm basically blacking out. Like, yeah, yeah. And that's not good at all. Like, heck, I got, I got drunk on. Had a friend come to town, and we got drunk on Monday, mm-hmm. Monday or Tuesday, and. Well, this is where it's getting with me with alcohol. It's like I'm starting to, I, I'll get, which we wanted to get drunk, and we got drunk, and then I got back to my apartment, and there was a, there's a missing, I got back to my apartment at like 3 in the morning, which is cool, uh, two two thirty three o'clock in the morning, which was fine with me. Uh, but then I apparently, I didn't know until I checked my phone, I didn't pass out till like 7 in the morning, because when I got home, we bought a bunch of beer, I started drinking that beer, and I blacked out. I blacked out for four hours, and I passed out. And then when I woke up, because I don't remember those hours, I was like, why do I have a hangover? I didn't drink that. I didn't 
I got drunk, but I didn't get fucked up. And then I looked in the fridge. I saw the beer can sitting around. I was like, oh, because once I got home, I was like, well, now we can. I'm safe. Let's get fucking faded. Like, let's not remember it. And that's my problem. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'll do that. And especially if I'm alone, I won't. I won't do it with other people, like. But I'll do it if I'm by myself, and that's another problem of living by yourself too. Mm-hmm. Like I'm starting to realize I might need roommates. <laughs> I might mm-hmm. need people to help because I wasn't this way when I lived with people. It wasn't this bad, but the last two years I've lived by myself. It's like it's gotten the bouts get worse and worse because it's like well, you're by yourself. Fucking might as well fucking go all the way. Mm-hmm. It's just you, you know. And alcohol is a depressant, so, you know, you get there and you realize it's just you and your fucking apartment. You're like, I'm lonely. <laughs> yeah. Let's drink this loneliness away. And that's not how I feel, really. Cause I, I hate that whole uh, mantra of what's, what's I say, a, a sober or a, a drunk mind speaks sober thoughts. I hate that mantra because mm-hmm. I know alcoholics. So like, most of the time you just say what gets you attention. You don't say what you really, you're not really saying anything you feel or, or what's true. You're just saying shit. That makes you feel better. That doesn't mean it's real. It just means that I don't know, like, like in in those moments, like I'm not really lonely, but I feel lonely. Yeah. So I feel like I'm justified in my getting fucked upness. But someone would say, "Well, you're speaking sober thoughts." I said, "Well, everyone feels fucking lonely. Like most people feel lonely at some point. Mm-hmm. But I know I have friends. I know I have people I can talk to and go see and hang out with if need be. But." I'm already drunk, and then I got fucked up. And that was me just taking that. Uh, I view drunk as like like you got like a big bobblehead, right? And mm-hmm. when you're really drunk, you're, like you're just swaying from one emotion to the next. And towards the end of the night when you're fucked up, whatever emotion you land on last, you just lead into it. And you're just because, you know, when you're drunk, you just start leaning up against shit. So you're just leaning into that emotion. Mm-hmm. And so I just leaned into it and tried to drink my loneliness away, but I wasn't fucking... I was, I was only alone. I wasn't lonely. I just spent time with my best friend I've had for the last like fifteen years. Mm-hmm. So how the fuck am I alone? Like lonely, you know? That was just me being drunk and stupid, or like times where because I'm an emotional drunk. You know, I'm glad I'm not a fighter. I'm so glad I'm not a fighter. I'd rather cry yeah. <laughs> than, than fight people. And there's been times where like I'll. I'll have an emotional night. My friends know it. And that's why I like drinking with them. And they're like, ah, oh, six is just emotional. And that's great. But I've had some people that aren't used to me, that side of me. They haven't known me this long. And they're like, man, you're really, you're, you're really fucked up. I said, what are you talking about? What I say? What I do? They're like, oh, you were crying about this and that. I was like, well, just know I was doing it not because I needed that release. If I needed that release, I would have done it sober. But I was just doing it because I felt it. And I thought that was justified in what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But it's not. Um, I always say it's like what I say when I'm drunk to my friends. Like when I get into my I love you. I want to tell you when I'm sober. But when I'm sober, I'm telling you like this. But when I'm drunk, I got the emotion all inside of it. Yeah. But in reality, I'd just be like, yeah, man, I love you. I appreciate everything you've done. And I'm glad you're around. Like that would be it. But when I'm drunk, there's tears in that simple statement. Because I can't get it out because my love is just so much because I'm fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's not, I don't know. I've just always hated that saying because it's like, that's not true because my dad said a lot of shit. And I've heard other people say a lot of shit. And I was like, that's not what who they are or what they meant. I've done things when I'm drunk and I was like, that's not me. Like, that's just 
the alcohol. Yeah. Speaking. You can't. Of course, you're still responsible for your actions, but that doesn't mean I don't. Know, I don't really hold people again. I don't hold it against you until it like becomes recurring. Mm-hmm. If it's something that someone keeps saying, then yeah, there's something real there. But it doesn't mean that they mean it with that emotion that they said it with. You know. Yeah. I don't know. That's just something I've always had to tell people. It's like, I need to stop drinking, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I went on this tirade about alcohol, and I know I know it too well, but there's, I don't want to stop. I just want a better <clears throat> relationship. With just it. Yeah, just have that control, yeah. you know, to like, because cause I get that too. I, I, was, I was starting to do that because I, I broke up with my ex mm-hmm. a long time ago. Mm-hmm. This is before this relationship, but, and I felt like that was the only time, like, I'm going to have somebody, you know, because yeah. she made me feel like I was, like, worthless or whatever, you know, and so yeah. when you lose that, too, you know, and then you turn to alcohol. Yeah, fuck exes. And I was alone. I was alone in that room or whatever, and yeah, and I was like, fuck, man, like, I'm not going to find no one else, so I yeah. might as well make this my friend or whatever, you know, so, but... As long as, like, you fully know, like, what you're doing, I guess, and what you do. We yeah. just talked about it, you know, and try to take that mm-hmm. control of it because, cause bro, like, you're doing, like, a lot of amazing things. You know, like, you're out here doing this comedy, mm-hmm. and you're funny, man. Like, you're really funny, and, you know, I, I enjoy going to your shows. I enjoy listening to you. You know, every time I see you, you know, it's like you grow from the last time I see you, mm-hmm. even though it hasn't been that long since I've been watching you. Yeah. But you've been doing comedy for like a very long time. But yeah, for you know, some years now, for sure. But, you know, you've grown so much and you love doing it, you know, and and it brings a lot of people joy, you know, and I know com I know comedians like have, you know, they're kind of their dark side or whatever that they pull yeah. that they have to pull from. But well, that's I guess everybody. You but, know, I, like, but I mean, comedians have like a. Just because they have like, because like, God, I want to try it so bad, but I just like don't know how to fucking where to start. But like, no, you like, got to get up there. That's but, the that's but, the downside. <laughs> but what I'm saying is like, you know, like you're doing this amazing things, man. Like you're you're constantly doing these open mics. You know, you're putting in the work. Yeah. You know, I just don't want to see. I just don't want this to have like be your downfall. Yeah. The yeah, alcohol I mean, thing. Yeah. Neither do I. That's why. You know. But, but you know, and you know, everybody cares about you. you yeah, know, like yeah, exactly, you, exactly. You know? See, like, and when I'm drunk, that's just drunk me thinking, yeah. like, uh, yeah, feeling sorry for myself when I know that that's not the reality. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? and sometimes even even when I'm sober and I'm like that, like I know it's just a moment. Like it's just a moment. It's fleeting. It's, it's just human, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. Is it does it speak to something deeper? Maybe, but it doesn't. It's not the end. It's not all I am. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not just that bottomless feeling, yeah. that emptiness. Like I'm more than that. Like, yeah. You know, um, like, uh, yeah, like a lot of comedians. Yeah, they have, like we. There's trauma, obviously, there to yeah. to want to bring laughter to people. But even, even then, it's nothing that's n- hasn't been experienced before. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, that's a great thing about uh, uh, humanity is like, uh, especially. The, the arts like the humanities in particular just mm-hmm. knowing that no matter what i've been through and what i feel there's someone that's wrote about it before mm-hmm. and there's someone that's experienced it before it may not 
but it feel I always will feel unique to you because it's it is your experience and mm-hmm. it is you going through this. And yeah, sometimes it feels that way, but I I know I know I'm cared for and, and loved. Like I got I got people that I have the good fortune of having my family, like at the end of the day. And even hey, even like me and my father's relationship has gotten a lot better over the like if you were to ask me when I was seventeen mm-hmm. how I'd feel about my father versus now, there's a big difference. There's that seventeen year old me hated my father. Like and mm-hmm. I don't now, like there's no, there's no need to. It's like at some point you just get tired of hating. You're just like, oh, it just wears you out. Mm-hmm. It does more damage to you than anybody else. Like, what's, what's the point? My my father's always gonna. My father knows what it, at least has an idea of what he did, and mm-hmm. knows he fucked up. So it's like, if he if he recognizes that and lives with that, then why should I hold on to something that is only hurting me? Mm-hmm. Like it's obviously detrimental to just me, you know. And yeah, I'm not trying to let alcohol be the thing that takes me down. I'm a bigger, better drug. (laughs) 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 Someone send them to me. (laughs) Mail them here. I wish I could say the same about my mom mom, because I don't don't have any ill intentions. I don't have any hate or anything, but um, the worst is when you just don't. Like, there was a moment where I just didn't care. Apathy, where you're just like, I don't care one way or another. mm -hmm. Which is, that's, that's what happened. I would say around that time, like, there was hate, but it was also just, like, I don't give a shit about them. And then eventually I just got over that. I smoked, really smoking weed did change that for me because, mm-hmm. like, smoking weed helps you empathize a lot and understand, understand. And I realized, like, I knew I knew why he was that way. And knowing that, and the older I get, the more I'm like, I get it. Because, like, when I, was, when I was born, my dad was 20, uh, 24, mm-hmm. 23, 24. And so I'm 27. So he, I was three or four by the time he was my age. Mm-hmm. He already had two kids. He ba- uh, at that time, he basically had basically adopted my older sister, helped take care of her at least. Uh, so he has four kids by the time he's my age. Like, and then he's got his own problems that he had from his own childhood trauma. So it's like, all right, I get it. It doesn't justify anything he did, but yeah. it's just like I understand. And one, once I started to understand why it happened, I always tell people, it's like, I went from thinking, why me, to why. Mm-hmm. And then once I understood why, it's like, okay, this is a lot easier than than I give it credit for. So, like, yeah, don't beat your kids. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I, also, I also wanted, I don't know, I did, a, I did a joke the other night where I was like, there was this thing on the, there was a sticker that said, no child should live in fear. And I was like, do you not know children? Like, <laughs> some children need fear. <laughs> Sometimes that fear helped me. <laughs> there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with a lot of these things. It's just, how do you do it? Like, are you beating that fear in or are you just like mind fucking that fear in? <laughs> I had both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm like. It made me tough. I'll tell you that. As I tell you right now, there's not no one you don't know an eight year old like I was that could take a fucking whooping. <laughs> I fucking took some beatings, son. I still stood up. <laughs> he never knocked me out. I'll tell you that. He never knocked me out. I was ready for football. He made sure. He made sure on and off the field. It was never nonstop. It was nonstop practice. <laughs> I get CTE. It's not because of football. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. 
say like don't shaming is bad no we need shame you need to feel shame it means you are remorseful Mm -hmm. means you actually regret doing something what's wrong with that some people say like live life with no regrets have some regrets like it means you actually made decisions Mm -hmm. if you don't you can go eat and make the wrong like i go eat and i'm like i should have picked something else to eat Mm -hmm. and then you're like fuck that's a regret that's but it's not something that looms over your life just don't make the ones that loom over your life most recent regret is the Arby's burger. Don't go buy that shit. Fuck no. Don't buy them. <laughs> fucking sucked. Yeah, the fuck. <laughs> Your ass was on fire. <laughs> oh, no, the patty was so dry and it wasn't Ugh. even fucking. It wasn't even. It wasn't shit. So I was like, I ate like half of it and I threw the rest away. I didn't I even give it to my dog. I was like, no, you're not getting this. No, no. We're throwing this shit house. away. Yeah. <laughs> Arby's will fucking do that too. They get you the worst acid reflux too. I made yeah. the mistake of eating fucking Whataburger uh, last night, and I still regret that decision because that was fucking. One of my favorite guys is uh, Dion Cole. Dion Cole has this uh, whole bit uh, where he's like, he came out with a special like a year or two ago, and he's like, he's like, get, get skinny one time in your life, just get skinny. So you, you know how all that stop eating all that bad shit. You know how it tastes. It tastes delicious. Stop eating it. <laughs> you already know it's gonna be good. <laughs> <laughs> Try something else. <laughs> and that was after I saw that special. That was that I lost like a thirty five pounds. Like after that, I was like, he's right, he's right. Like I got in shape again. That was the last time I was in shape, <laughs> which was like last summer. I was like, post post kind of uh, heartache. <laughs> and watched that special. I was like, he's right. I gotta stop eating all this terrible food. <laughs> Cut back on my drinking. Worked out. Got in good shape. And now. Now I'm back up there. <laughs> back up there. <laughs> it happens. It's, it's so easy to get back up there. Yeah. And then it feels like it takes so long to like get down to what you want or whatever. Yeah. Cutting out the delicious food. And then oh man, I feel great. Let me let me have a cheat meal. Let me have a cheat week. And yeah. then turns into two weeks and then You can't stop. You're automatically <laughs> there. You're yeah. like, fuck. Yeah. One of my friends wants to um she wants to like uh, run a half marathon. God damn. And she wants she wants someone to do it with, and I said, I'll do it. I'll do it with you. That'd be fine. And we were supposed to run on Wednesday, and we did not run yesterday. Yeah. We did not run today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're starting this week. <laughs> Monday. <laughs> yeah, Monday. We're going to get up early. <laughs> it's For real, Monday. <laughs> And here's the problem. It's up to me. It's not her. <laughs> She's not the one put like she she'll get mad at me. She'll be like, Why didn't you wake me up to go run? I'm like, It's your idea. <laughs> it's not even my idea to give her a night. I told you I would join you. You're out here making me be responsible for our training regimen. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I was just doing this as a friend. <laughs> but just have one last week of shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> one more. One more will be good. We'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Monday, we'll get it. <laughs> Start training. This, this woman can't get up for shit, so I know she ain't getting up. No oh fuck! Damn. You watch, you watch. I swear to God, if she fucking wakes me up tomorrow, I'm gonna be like, yo, fuck you. <laughs> Monday, I'll do it. But damn, it's getting. I was. It's getting started on anything. Getting started is the hardest part. But mm-hmm. like, once you get that two to three weeks, like. This is the same woman I told her I was going to stop drinking. I said, I just need to make it two weeks. If I make it two weeks, I'm fine with anything. Start working out, dieting, or or quit dr- quitting smoking or drinking. That two weeks is the hardest. 
I quit drinking for 10 days. And on that 11th day, I was like, I'm getting fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and I got fucked up. And I haven't stopped since. <laughs> and she's like, what about those two weeks? I said, because life happened. And I was like, I deserve to get drunk. <laughs> then be a responsible person. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Thank you, Dakota, for coming on. Hey, no um, problem. I got an for idea me. for to maybe have you, Brent, and Keelan on. Or maybe you, Brent... Zebediah on yeah. at the same time or whatever, and then Zebediah he actually knows the language. Just all, <laughs> just all kick it. He told me, oh man, he told me a crazy ass story about how you guys first met. Oh, about uh, when he first did stand up at Starlight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I called him. I was like, "You probably my cousin." <laughs> <laughs> I know. I am related to No Fire, so I was like, "This motherfucker." <laughs> This is how it is, especially when you know you're the same tribe. You're like, God damn it, we're related at some point. I thought I would not have cousins around here, and they fucking show up doing comedy. Like, God damn it. You know someone in the family is like, oh, you know, they're doing comedy too. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a funny-ass story. I have to, I'll tell you after this, but... But yeah, bro. Uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, you're welcome back anytime. You got right, yeah, anything coming up? Oh yeah, I'm on. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Twitter is the uh, big horse at the big horse. I made that shit in high school. I need to change that Twitter handle. Uh, and then on Instagram is D- Dakota underscore six. I put a bunch of reels out and stuff like. That. I need to get back to it. I was doing a lot more couple months ago but i'm getting back to it to record and put more reels out and stuff like that so get more traffic out there and then i actually just started doing reddit um soon i'm gonna post a video on my youtube be only the second one i ever put out but this is a good five minutes i had i did a show for like got to do a impromptu six minutes for a show for like 150 people and i did really good so i just got to pay for that video and then i'm gonna put that out there and i fucking i murdered that so yeah yeah Looking forward to that. Hell yeah. Can't wait to see that. But mm-hmm. everybody go follow him. Check him out. Catch him at a show sometime. He's always sharing mm-hmm. where he's going to be at on his social media. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah, go check him out and hit him up if you want him to come perform for you. Yeah. Pay, and, pay uh, me money. Pay him. <laughs> pay this man. And uh, everybody go check out Okie Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. I would say it's every. I would say Google it, and you it would show up. Go check out a website, okiepodcast.com. Instagram at Okie Podcasts. My other Instagram is at rustabus forty nine. My personal on Facebook is Russell Sun Eagle, and Okie Podcasts is on Facebook as well. And so, yeah, guess till next time, everybody.